Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about today's episode. I am giving you an early look or, you know, an early listen to my book, Becoming Future You, Be the Hero of Your Own Life, which is coming out on November 22nd. Yay! (laughs) I'm so excited. Becoming Future You is a guide to help you get clarity on what you want out of your life and to determine how to become the kind of person who lives that kind of life. Here's what I mean. Let's say you, like past Mel, want to be a published author. Well, the book fairy can't just come down and be like, poof, now you're a published author, right? It's only in writing the book and revising the book and scrapping large portions of the book and then giving the book to somebody to read and then letting them help you with it and then revising the book and then still throwing away large portions of the book and rewriting it and then learning how to publish and then publishing the book or pitching it to a publisher and doing all that work to write and publish a book that you become the kind of person who is a published author. You have to do the work. The only path to future you is through. So becoming future you is all about figuring out what you want and what brings joy to your heart and what your version of a meaningful life looks like, and then becoming the kind of person who has those things and lives that kind of life. I'm so pumped about this book because I have been delivering content for years in shorter format, right? So in my newsletters and podcasts and social media episodes, I do have the course, Unlock Your Five Star Future. And The students who have gone through that course and give me their feedback have been invaluable in helping me create this book. And I'm so pumped that I have this affordable, longer form version of explaining this Becoming Future You process to you. I think this book is a must read if you're the kind of person who's always like pushing, 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 working so hard taking care of other people, maybe putting yourself way low on the list of priorities, or thinking things like, oh my gosh, Mel, you're always talking about how becoming future you is work. I can't take any more work. I'm full to the max. Well, becoming future you is not about working harder. It's about working with intention. It's about making sure that your daily actions and your habits are in alignment with your version of a meaningful life. So today I am sharing chapter five, which is all about relationships and navigating those possibly challenging relationships that you might have in your life and about clarifying what kind of relationships you want. What kind of friends does future you have? What kind of friendships does five-star future you, the most ideal, authentic version of yourself, have in her life. So today you get an early listen. The book will be out on November 22nd and it's coming out in ebook and print on November 22nd. The audiobook will follow hopefully soon after that, but I'm not sure how long it's going to be in processing. I'm learning so much about self-publishing, you guys. I'll do, I'll do more about what I've learned later, but important, okay? Buy the book and upload your receipt to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book before December 1st, and I will mail you some awesome goodies. 
like physically in the mail. I will put them in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and I'm going to send you stickers and a bookmark. And if you order a paperback book, I'll send you a book plate, which is like a signed, an autograph sticker that you can put in front of the book so that you have a signed copy. Signed copy, you guys. I'm signing copies of my book, which I wrote. Woo! So pumped. Is that everything? Nope, that's not everything. I almost forgot the most important part. One of the things I will mail you is a companion journal to go along with the book. I made a free companion journal to go along with Becoming Future You. When you order before December 1st, I will send you an actual physical copy of the journal, which you can write in, and you're going to get so much more out of the book when you use the journal. Okay, now I think that's everything. Upload your receipt to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book. And that is also where you'll find all the buy links to purchase the ebook or the print book, audiobook coming soon. All right. Until, until next time. No, not until next time. Just right now. Enjoy chapter five, The Enemies Close In. This is from Becoming Future You, Be the Hero of Your Own Life by Mel Jolly. It's a book. It's written by me. It's coming to your little hands so soon. All right, enjoy. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside you and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. Chapter five, the enemies close in. When my bopcha was a kid, she got out of her bed one morning and fell down. She told her mom that her legs didn't feel right and that she was having trouble lifting her arm high enough to turn on the light. You're fine my great-grandmother told her. The next day, my bopcha tried to get out of bed and fell again. Get up, my great-grandmother said. Day after day, the same thing kept happening, and my bopcha kept getting back up. Turns out, she had polio. Eventually, her mom believed her, and they took her to the doctor. But my bopcha insists the reason she can walk today is because she kept getting back up. She kept using those muscles even as the disease was weakening her arms and legs. Her school had a long flight of stairs that she had to climb every morning. And even though she often fell, she got back up as the other kids laughed at her. She kept getting back up, kept using and strengthening those muscles. And today, she can walk. As soon as you decide to cross the threshold and become five-star future you, something might happen. Something that might seem like a setback or a sign that you made a bad choice and shouldn't continue. What's actually happening is this. You just said some version of, I want to be stronger. Now, the universe is getting to work right away to help you become stronger. 
which often looks like knocking you down. Remember, you can't just snap your fingers and become a stronger version of you. It's only in going through the hard thing that you become the kind of person who has overcome the hard thing. Back in 2014, after I finished bawling my eyes out over my big decision, I told a friend about my plan to become a positive person. She said, I don't want you to be a positive person. I want you to be my negative, snarky friend. Ouch. Even now, it seems shocking. How could someone who professed to care about me say something so terrible? The answer is simple. She didn't want to lose her friend. And even though I didn't use those exact words, I'd made it clear I was going to kill off old Mel. At the time, the experience was disorienting. I mean, I'd already decided to become the more authentic version of myself, which was scary enough. But then when I told someone who I thought was going to support me, she did the opposite. Now I can see that interaction for the gift it was. It made me stronger. It made me double down on my decision. It activated a serious force of motivation for me, which is, don't tell me what to do. Whatever the universe throws at you will be just as customized as my first setback. It will make you stronger. It will give you the opportunity to shore up your belief in yourself and get clear on why this new adventure matters to you. One thing is for certain. When you trip over that first obstacle and the enemies close in, you are not going to lie down in the mud. No, you are going to remember Mel said this was going to happen. And then you are going to be like my bopcha and you are going to get back up. Identify your team. There are a lot of players in your hero's journey and it's time to get to know some of them. My friend's harsh words caused me to ask an important question. Who is on team future me? Who in my life was going to support me in this venture of becoming the kind of person who didn't gossip or talk junk about her spouse? After my friend said she wanted me to stay snarky and negative, I realized future Mel's team members might not be the same people with whom I was gossiping and complaining, which wiped out most of my close friends. After you cross through the doorway of no return with your no-nonsense decision, future you's enemies are going to take action to keep you where you are. For me, it was my friend batting away my precious idea like a worthless piece of garbage. The word enemies might sound harsh, so let me clarify. We're not talking about vindictive villains who twirl their mustaches and release alien armies upon the planet. An enemy could be someone who loves you and cares about you, but actively wants to hold you back from becoming future you. Maybe they're like my friend and they don't want to lose what they perceive to be your good qualities. Maybe they love you and they're afraid you're going to get hurt. And so they're trying to keep you safe by talking you out of your dreams. Maybe they just can't see the vision you've created and are worried you don't know what you're doing. Whatever their motivation, the bottom line is the same. 
enemies don't want you to grow. They prefer you just the way you are, stuck. Have you heard what happens if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket? You would think, left to their own devices, the crabs would climb out of the bucket and escape, right? Wrong. If one crab starts to escape, the other crabs pull him back down. Your enemies are like a bunch of crabs stuck in a bucket with you. For whatever reason, they don't want you to leave the bucket. You've got to know who is on your side and who isn't, or rather, who will be on future you's side. To do this, we've got to create clarity around the kind of people with whom future you spends time. When future you tells her friends about her dream to sell her house and become a goat farmer, will they be supportive? Or will they point out that she can't even keep a house plant alive? How in the world does she expect to keep a goat alive? When she tells them she wants to take up belly dancing, will they laugh? Or will they say, heck yes, live your best life? When she tells them she wants to open a new restaurant called Mel's Nacho Emporium that specializes in all different kinds of nachos, will they remind her most restaurants fail in the first year? Will they point out that vegans don't eat nachos and refuse to listen when she tries to tell them about cashew cheese? Or will they say, awesome, I've got a friend who has a successful restaurant. You can talk to her. Design future use friendships. What kind of friends does future you have? This is your moment to simply imagine the kind of people you'd like to have in your life. Instead of thinking about people you already know, try creating imaginary characters. Just like your imaginary friend from childhood, future you's friends can have any characteristics you want. What do future you's friends do for fun? What are their interests? What are their hobbies? How do they treat their partners? What's their financial status? Where do they go on vacation? Are they parents? What kind of parents are they? Are they leaders in some capacity? What kind of leaders are they? What do they do for a living? What's their spiritual life like? What are their values? Do they value personal growth? How do they behave as a friend? Do they check in on you? Do they spend time with you? How do they offer support? How do they receive your friendship in return? What amount of time do they expect to spend with you? And how often do you want to see them? If you haven't already, take a minute and download the free companion journal at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book. I've included these questions for you there. Let me say it again. You can make up whatever you want for the answers to these questions. Whatever you want. You can imagine that Future You has an entire network of goat farmer friends who play cards every Friday night, if that's something that sounds fun to you. There are no wrong answers here, and even if you're not sure you're hitting on the right answers, remember that general ideas are better than nothing at all. 
what we're doing is clarifying the kind of support system and relationships you'd like to have in the five-star version of your life. Present use enemies and allies. Now let's return to present you. Who in your life meets at least some of these criteria? Who has the values you are looking for in your relationships? Who supports you in the way you want to be supported? Who is already on team future you? We can be fooled by labels like best friend forever and girl tribe. Just because someone had a special label in your life at one point in time doesn't mean they need to stay in that role forever. A lot of the people who I considered friends weren't going to be supportive of my dreams. I wanted to become a positive, joyful person, and hanging out with them and gossiping made me feel like I just mainlined an entire bag of barbecue-flavored chips, a little sick to my stomach. You might have started this chapter already knowing that some people are like poison to your dreams. Or you might be starting to have the niggle of a thought in the back of your brain that says, I do have a couple of friends slash family members who make me feel bad about myself. I know it's not fun to come to this realization, but identifying who is opposed to you becoming future you is going to be important as you move forward in this journey. We're working on this vision of who future you is. And as you get more excited, you're going to want to talk about your goals and dreams and the changes you want to make. And that will be when you really start to find out who is on future you's side. Maybe you'll have a conversation like this. You, I'm tired of being so tired all the time. And future me has way more energy. I'm going to try giving up sugar for a month and see if that makes me feel better. Your friend. Great idea. I've been thinking about doing the same. I'll join you. Yay. Now you've got some evidence that your friend is willing to grow with you. Add her to your list of allies. What you've got to watch out for is conversations that go like this. You. My joints have been killing me. I'm going to give up alcohol for a month and see if that helps. Your friend. Why? Do you hate yourself? You. No, but my joints hurt. Your friend. I heard drinking a glass of wine a day is good for you. Why do you want to give up those health benefits? You. It's only for a month. Your friend. Suit yourself. I bet you won't last a week. Wow, your friend sounds like a jerk, right? Cut her some slack. What's really happening in her mind is something like this. She's going to give up alcohol? Oh, no. Who will go to happy hour with me? Maybe I should give it up too. No, that sounds hard. And I don't want to. Whatever. It's fine. She probably won't make it a month anyway. Her reaction has nothing to do with you. It's all about her and how she needs you to fit into a specific mold. And that tells us she's not one of future you's allies. At least, not at this moment. She might come around, but don't waste your time trying to convince her to change. You need that energy to work on your own changes. 
Pay attention to your conversations and start asking the question, is this person my ally or my enemy? I know what you're thinking. Mel, isn't there a neutral zone here? Does everyone have to be an enemy or an ally? Of course there's a gray area. Don't be dramatic. This is a sliding scale. Unlike in the movies, there isn't a clear delineation between good guys and bad guys. But there are also probably a lot of people in your life who fall closer to the enemy camp than you've been willing to admit. And those people have been influencing you. If future you is different than present you, then future you has a different level of friendships. You've probably heard that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? This group of people you're letting influence you are controlling who you're becoming. Past you's friends influenced present you. Present you's friends are currently influencing future you. I'm not telling you to kick people out of your life, but as you start to notice the difference between your enemies and your allies, you can get strategic about protecting future you. For those people in your life you already know are leading the enemy camp, those people who put you down, argue with everything you say, want to run your life and tell you what you should do next and what you should do after that too, for those people who leave you feeling drained instead of energized, let's talk about some strategies. If you're ready to achieve your big dreams, it's time to join my DIY coaching program and accelerate your progress. What's that? You want to know how a coaching program can be do-it-yourself? I'll tell you how. A coach's job is to ask you questions and help you figure out what's going to work for you while also teaching you methods for overcoming your roadblocks and creating a future you're going to love. There's no one-size-fits-all solution. That's why I designed Unlock Your 5-Star Future the way I did. I created eight weeks of video lessons to handle the teaching part and over 100 pages of worksheets to ask you all the right questions to help you uncover your potential, unlock your motivation, find your focus, and achieve your dreams. It's all about you. The best part is you can get started right now and work at your own pace. You'll pay once and get lifetime access. What are you waiting for? Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock to join now and start living your version of your best life. Strategy number one, be intentional about when you spend time with your enemies. You know those people who leave you feeling exhausted and not so great about yourself after every interaction? Become less available to hanging out with those people. Get slower about replying to their texts or returning their calls. Purposefully wait a day to get back to them. And when you do, don't apologize for taking so long. You are constantly training people how to treat you. 
train them that you're slow at messaging, and eventually they'll get used to it. When you do spend time with those enemies, be strategic about when you do it. Need to give a big presentation at work? Don't have dinner with that friend the night before. Does gossiping with your group of girlfriends always give you an emotional hangover and have you questioning whether or not you're a good person? Show up late to the Saturday evening cookout and leave early. Does that friend you made at the gym subtly put you down and say things like, wow, still haven't increased your speed on the treadmill yet? Hmm. Change the time you go to the gym so you don't see that person anymore. I worked with a coaching client who was a caregiver for her elderly parents. It was hard work, and her relationship with her parents was already complicated. Her father was always belittling her and making her feel like she wasn't enough. Still, this client decided that future her was the kind of person who took care of her aging parents, so she wanted to continue doing it. However, she decided she would change her schedule so she had time to work on her pottery, which brought her joy and made her feel like she was fulfilling her purpose before she went to visit her parents each day. If someone is draining you, don't spend time with them before doing your difficult or creative work. If they steal your energy and attack your confidence, don't use your best energy for dealing with that person. Use your best energy for becoming future you and let them have some, but not all, of what's left. <clears throat> Strategy number two, don't tell your enemies your dreams. If you know someone is going to try to kill your dreams, don't tell them. Let's say your cat is one of your closest relationships but you suddenly find out your cat loves to shred paper. With this new knowledge, would you bring your prized origami collection and place it in front of her for inspection? No. Your dream is like a tiny bird that hasn't learned to fly yet. Are you going to hold out your hand with your little bird dream and let a friend smack it to the ground? No. If you know someone is going to be a jerk about your dreams, don't tell them. I'm sure they'll be super supportive after you're already successful. That's fine. They can tell people about how they knew you when. Strategy number three. Don't listen to enemies on the internet. Once upon a time, I followed an influencer on the internet. I read everything she wrote, watched all her YouTube videos, and followed her on Instagram. I thought, this chick has it all together, and she's doling out life and career advice like it's miniature candy bars on Halloween. If I just do what she says, I'll achieve the same level of success. Only. Her advice wasn't working for me, and it was making me feel bad about myself, and her life wasn't anything like mine. And yet, 
I kept comparing myself to her. Believe me, I understand the compulsion to check and see what the successful people are doing. I mean, if they're putting their secrets out there on the internet, why not read them? If they're not helping you become future you, that's why not. If comparing yourself to them is making you feel crappy, stop scrolling. You are more in control of what you see on the internet than almost any other input in your life. If you don't check the news for a whole day, is someone going to come knock on your apartment door and tell you the 87 horrific things that have happened since you last checked? You literally have to bring some kind of screen into view and look at it. Cutting out enemies on the internet is the easiest kind of upgrade you can make. Here's how you do it. 1. Aggressively unfollow people on social media. If their content makes you feel bad, you do not have to look at it. 2. Turn off notifications on your devices. Why do you need to know immediately if someone DMs you on Instagram? Have you ever received an emergency DM? Me neither. 3. Do not look at your phone while you're in bed, not before you go to sleep or when you wake up. Put your phone in a location that requires you to leave the comfort of your covers to look at it. Then, challenge yourself to brush your teeth before you check your phone. I promise, if an actual emergency had occurred while you were sleeping, someone would have called you. Have you ever received an emergency text or email? Me neither. 4. You really want to know what's going on in the world? Check the news in the evening right before your family does that adorable everyone go around the table and say something you're grateful for thing. Or right before something else that's going to bring you back up after the news brings you down. If the news or social media makes you feel stressed and anxious and overwhelmed and bad about yourself, why are you starting your day with it? Do you like those feelings? No, of course you don't. But you might be addicted to them. Did you know you can be addicted to anxiety? Or addicted to outrage? Or addicted to knowing how many likes you got on Facebook? Is five-star future you addicted to what other people think about her? Is she addicted to negative feelings? Or does she have an impact on the lives of others because she's able to use her creativity and strength and awesomeness to actually get something done around here? You want to make a positive difference? Clear the crap from your brain and take action. Strategy number four. If you know you need to cut someone out, then cut them out. I said I wasn't going to make you cut anyone out. And I'm not. I'm not living your life. You are. You are the expert on being you. So you've got to listen to that voice in your head that says, 
this person is hurting me. It might take a while for you to get to a place where you feel strong enough and confident enough in who you are to step away from those relationships. I worked with a coaching client named Jolene for over a year before she decided to take that leap. Here's what she had to say about what it took for her to finally accept some of her family didn't need to be part of her life. I was raised in a peculiar environment with a laundry list of strange and strict expectations that I just didn't meet. Those expectations came from the ideology of my town and religion, but also from my family. I didn't realize just how deeply ingrained some of those irrational expectations were until I started to examine why my family made me feel so horrible and stressed out in the present. I always assumed there was something wrong with me that caused these people not to see me or express any sort of affection or interest in me. The idea that it wasn't me that I was worthy of the sort of love and affection that comes with family slowly dawned on me after adulthood and work took me away from my hometown, but especially when I started to make connections with outside friends, people who truly and deeply shared my values, interests, and goals. But I truly came to realize what family meant when I became friends with Sarah, who quickly became my sister from another mister and welcomed me as a part of her family in a way I'd never known before. Through my friendship with Sarah, and as honorary aunt for her kids, my heart was able to understand what my head had been bashing fruitlessly up against for decades. That true family doesn't judge or diminish a member if they don't live up to an impossible set of criteria. True family loves unconditionally, takes an interest in each other's lives, and seeks to be together in good times and bad. This hit me especially hard during a Thanksgiving Zoom chat with my family of origin, who basically treated me as though I were invisible. I was at Sarah's house, and as soon as I left the chat and she asked me how it went, I burst into tears. She and my honorary niece Amy hugged me tight and told me they loved me, that I was so brave for going through everything I'd gone through in my life, that they'd seen how hard I'd struggled, and that I would always have a place with them. In 30 seconds, they acknowledged me on a fundamental level in a way that I'd been waiting for my family of origin to do for decades. It was a powerful moment, and one that helped me let go of my own expectations of behavior for my family of origin. I needed to accept who they were just as much as I needed to be accepted for who I am. The realization was that I already had a family who loved me the way I needed to be loved. They just weren't the family I had been born into. Recognizing that and letting go of past expectations allowed me to proactively and positively shed the relationships that weren't working for me and give my full energy to the ones that are. I've allowed myself to stop attending the events of my family of origin and worrying about meeting their expectations. 
Even after I explained my decision to step back, those family members still don't understand. It doesn't matter, though, because I feel happier and more at peace now than I ever have. And I feel so supported and useful as a family member with my found family. No matter which of these strategies you try, there's something so important you need to remember. Other people's reactions have nothing to do with you. Even if they are reacting to something you said or how you're pulling back or being less available, their reaction is about them, not about you. Remember the friend who didn't want you to cut out alcohol because of how it made her feel about herself? There will be people in your life who see you growing and don't like it. That's their problem, not yours. You are not in charge of other people's emotions. And when you allow them to have their reactions and act the way they want, you're letting them be themselves just like you want them to do for you. Don't fall into the trap of trying to turn them into who you need or want them to be. They won't like you trying to manipulate them any more than you like them manipulating you. Maybe they'll see your hard work and growth and be inspired to work to become a more authentic version of themselves. Maybe they won't. Either way, you can only control yourself. You can't control whether or not people freak out about who you're becoming. Did you get that? Chapter Recap When you make a no-turning-back decision to become a truer version of future you, the universe is going to get to work right away, helping you become stronger. It might feel like a setback, but this will be your first big chance to stand firm as the new version of you. You've got to start identifying who is going to be on team future you, who is going to be on board with you growing, and who is going to try to hold you back. It might be that some of the closest people in your life are not going to support your dreams or the changes you are trying to make. That's okay. When you spend less time with those people, you make room for new, true friends to come into your life. For those people who are more likely to steal your energy and squash your dreams, but you're not ready to cut out of your life, there are some strategies you can employ to reduce the damage. Be intentional about when you spend time with them. Don't tell them your dreams. Reduce the amount of noise coming into your brain from the internet. If you know you need to cut someone out, do it. Let me ask you this. 1. Who in your life is already on Team Future You? Who lifts you up when you're down? Who makes you feel more energized and hopeful after you spend time with them? Who is there with honest feedback when you need it? How can you spend more time with these allies and cheerleaders? 2. Who are the enemies in your life? Who leaves you feeling tired and drained? 
Who wants to shred your origami bird dreams? How can you be more strategic in the ways you deal with these people? Three, if you could create your ideal friendships, what would they look like? Use the questions in the journal to guide you. Yay! I hope you enjoyed that sneak peek at Becoming Future You, Be the Hero of Your Own Life. I'm so excited for you to read this book. I think you're going to get so much out of it, and I basically wrote it as a love letter for you. So on November 22nd, you can read it. Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book to pre-order your copy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.